Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Passionate with a Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to be joined with Emma today as she is a career coach and she helps people break into the medical sales field. But not only that, we really talk about the juice and the secret sauce behind what it really means to make your passion your paycheck, what it means to truly believe in yourself and what it means to really find your passions, really find your purpose. And all of that jazz that seems to be sort of thrown up in the air in today's society where there's so many options and there's so many things that you could possibly do. And most of the time, a lot of people or the ways that we're sort of conditioned is to chase the money and go after just the paycheck and forget about your passions, forget about your purpose, forget about what life is really about when really it's that is the secret sauce and really aligning yourself back to your core values, what it means to truly feel alive and feel fulfilled in your own life and ignite your greatest qualities, ignite your greatest skills, and truly tap into your truest self and allow that potential to elevate yourself to your passions and find the dream job and the dream career, the dream business that you truly are meant to have and are truly meant to work toward. So if you're someone who currently feels like you're stuck in a job right now, you're stuck in a career that maybe pays well, or maybe you're stuck working multiple jobs, you're wondering what it is that you're truly meant for because you are such a high achiever, you are a career-driven individual, and you are very ambitious, this episode is perfect for you because it's going to give you the tools. It's going to give you that first few steps in order to really get clear and do that inner work and in order for you to truly feel like you're taking the right steps forward. So in that regard, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And if you're curious and gaining some more information, I will leave Emma's links down below so you can check her out. If you're curious in breaking into the medical sales field, maybe you're curious of what it's about, um, or maybe you're just curious about landing your dream job. I know Emma does phenomenal with resume writing as that is something she is currently promoting right now. As for me, I'm currently promoting a monthly giveaway. So if you're curious and just gaining clarity on what your core desires are, what really lights you up, and maybe what that next step is for you because you sort of feel like you're holding yourself back, maybe you already know what you want, maybe you already know exactly what it is that you're meant to do, and coming up with a specific roadmap that actually excites you and enables you and gives you that permission to truly step into what you're meant to be and what it is that you feel like you're meant to do and truly what it means to be fully aligned in who you are. So with that being said, I will leave all of the links down in the description box below and I can't wait to see what you guys think of this episode. Welcome to the Passionate for a Purpose podcast. Hey there, I'm Isabel certified mindset and life transformational coach here to inspire you along with many like-minded guests who have explored the journey of self-discovery and spirituality what was once a subtle inner knowing that there was more to life than mediocrity chances are if you're a high achiever you know that you're meant for more this podcast is designed to help you reach your untapped potential through the lens of our stories to help you rewrite your own towards your vision of success so pick up your pen and open up your journals. It's time we bring your dreams back to a full-blown reality. Hello, everyone. I'm welcoming Emma onto the podcast today, and I'm so excited for her to be here as I launch into my new season. Um, for those of you who don't know, Emma and I have actually been in a coaching container together, so I'm so excited to have her expertise brought onto the podcast because we technically 
brand into the same message here, which we're going to be diving in so much into today. So without further ado, just to kind of break the ice, I would love to ask Emma a few questions before we dive into her story. First things first, Emma, what is your zodiac sign? I am a Leo through <laughs> and through. You know your top three? Um, I know I'm a Leo sun uh-huh. and I'm a Gemini rising, which okay. that combo is, it just makes so much sense for me. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know what my moon is. I always mix it up, but I do really resonate with being a Leo and a Gemini rising. Yeah. I could totally sense that like fire from you a yeah. little bit. Yes. It's the passion. It's the passion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much passion. Yes. Um, that brings me to my next question. What is something that is a surprising fact or a story that most people don't know about you? Oh, that's a good one. I haven't been asked this in a while. I know I probably should have threw this before the podcast started. <laughs> I know. I'm like, um therapy session. <laughs> I know. Like, let me go back into my memory bank. What about the fact that you've traveled literally everywhere? <laughs> you know what's really funny is I was literally about to mention that. <laughs> I, I am the biggest travel junkie ever. Um, my favorite thing in the world is seeing the world. Um, mm-hmm. So recently, actually, this past August, I took my mom to Europe. Um, this is something that's been on my bucket list since I was in college. Um, I studied abroad in Barcelona, my junior year of college. And oh my God, what was that? That's amazing. Yes, it was so much <laughs> fun. Um, a little too much fun. But I, I have this memory of sitting on my balcony on the last day of studying abroad. And I actually took a picture um, on that balcony just to remember that moment. And I was looking out about to go to the airport to go back to the U.S. And I thought, one day, I am going to take my mom here. She is my idol. She's my everything. She's a school teacher. And my biggest goal in in my life (laughs) was to take her to Europe and just experience that with her. So that goal came to fruition in August. And I showed her my old apartment and my old school and all the places we love to go. Um, and we also went to Paris and the Amalfi Coast. It was it was magical. It was something that I'll never forget. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that she was willing to go. I feel like most parents that have never traveled their whole lives are like terrified of planes, like my parents. <laughs> she was nervous. <laughs> she was really, really nervous, but I was like, I promise you it's worth it. Once you once you get yeah. there, the flight is not gonna matter anymore. yeah yeah well that's the thing is when you when you don't travel you only are confined to your comfort zone of like this one town this small town you grew up in with the same people the same vibe so it's Mm -hmm. like sort of like like it's 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 sad for I think a lot of people that don't know how much you can meet yourself in different parts of the world like Mm -hmm. it just opens up different parts of you would you say Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really grateful to have been able to go um, at such a young age because I know that's something that um, not everyone has the opportunity to do. And 
I mean, from when I was just a little, little girl, I knew that I was going to do everything I could to travel the world as much as I could. So yeah, I'm constantly like throwing money in my savings for travel and, you know, just doing as much as I can to make that, that dream a reality for me. Yeah. I'd love to talk some traveling tips too, for those of those of you listening are like, how do I travel and do my dream career? That's insane. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you get a lot of those questions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, I think some people misconceive it too with, I mean, I know you have a business, but you've traveled even before you started a business, right? So it's not just about having a business or working remote, would you say? Or do you think there is... Yeah, it's all about um, the PTO options that you have. Um, Mm -hmm. So PTO is, I mean, every company has it for full-time jobs. So it just Mm -hmm. depends on like what type of PTO that you have. Um, And just discussing it with your manager, honestly, that's, it's something that's really important to me when I'm considering a a career um, is what career is going to allow me to have that financial stability to be able to travel and that um, like time stability too. Yeah. I saw this TikTok the other day that was like, you need to take all of your PTO. Cause a lot of people don't, they take like one week or I know I've, it's so bad. I know people that actually like work on their PTO just so they paid double. And oh it's like, God. that's not the point of my PTO. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Actually there's, I've, there's been studies out that have shown that people who have unlimited PTO actually take less than people who have a specific number, which yeah. is so interesting to me. Um, and my boyfriend, he has unlimited PTO and I have a set number and he's always super hesitant about taking PTO when we plan like little weekend trips here and there. And I'm always like, Oh, I got like this many days left of PTO. I'm just going to take this day off. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> PTO. What are you talking about? That's insane. I've never heard of unlimited PTO. I thought that was like a dream. Like <laughs> it's usually like two yeah. weeks, three weeks, um, or it's like a cumulative, how many times you work. So I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm living under a rock. <laughs> it's very, it's become a lot more common over the last few years. It's, it's very, it's more common with software companies and like tech companies. I think they, uh-huh. they're really big on that work-life balance. So yeah, he's, he's living the dream over there. <laughs> yes. Last question of the break the ice. What's the season of your life called? Or two, what is the major lesson you've learned in 2023? I love this. Yeah, 2023 has been an incredible year. I think a lot of the hard work that I've put in over the last few years has finally come to fruition. And it's been, I've just experienced some really incredible things this year. So I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. And the years leading up to this year were really hard. I I went through a lot of hardships, um, family things, financial things, and just so much that have led me to being really grateful for this year that I've had. The season of life that I'm in right now is very much, it's momentum. I've had so much momentum through the, you know, leading up to 2023, as I said, through those hardships that I've had previous years, I have built this like resilience 
in so many ways in my personal and professional life that have given me this momentum to feel really motivated to keep going, to start the business. I started it this year um, to move to a new city. I, I left San Diego, packed my bags and, and moved to Oregon. And now it's just all about like continuously building that business and building this life that has been, had a lot of ups and downs along the way. <laughs> yeah. It's never easy, but it's worth it. Like you said, it is. it is really worth it. So I would say definitely I'm in this momentum phase where I, I don't take breaks. <laughs> Even on my trips, I'm, I'm that person that's, you know, doing stuff for, for my business and, and just really taking advantage of as much time as I possibly can. And then my biggest lesson for 2023, honestly, this might be a little cheesy, but just just do it. Just start. I think for a while I was really, and I'm sure you can feel this too. When you start a business, you really put yourself out there. And like the social media stuff is very out of my comfort zone. I'm still getting comfortable with it. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever be a hundred percent like comfortable with doing it. I, I do it because I, I genuinely love it. And I've met some amazing people and you, you really have to for a business. Um, but I was really held back for a long time, like worried about what other people would think of me about being judged. And that's what held me from starting my business for a long time. And then there was just this thing in me that just thought, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take the jump. I might not know exactly how to do every single step because that's also something I've learned from is you just got to start something. Even if you're not, you don't have all the steps figured out, you just have to start. And that's what happened with my business. I started and I'm learning along the way and I'm okay with making mistakes and I'm okay with pivoting. And even like the move, it's really hard to pack your bags <laughs> and move to a new state, but I just did it. And I figured it out along the way. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Messy action is the best action, they say. It is. It yeah. really is. You figure it out. You always you figure it out. I know. Because if you don't, like you said, it's like you you kind of end up in this like constant ego mind spiral of like, what if you did? Mm -hmm. What if it did work out? What if it did happen? What if it did continue to happen in your favor? And I think what stops most people is if it doesn't work out or if you do fail or people do judge you. But at the end of the day, that's, that's really just you holding yourself back. It was all about putting my ego to the side mm. and thinking like genuinely, what is the worst thing that could happen? In my eyes, it's worse to always wonder what if mm. than to make a decision that maybe wasn't the right decision or you make a mistake but know that you did your best and you're going to learn from it. So I'd love to go back to the first, I know you said you went through quite a few, quite a few of struggles, which I'm not going <laughs> to light a torch on those just yet, but <laughs> we all know <laughs> oh, no. the struggle is so worth it. I feel like one of the biggest things I want to see more of, especially in like social media and coaches constantly boasting their wins. I want to see like the hard struggles that coaches go through before they hit their big win, before they hit their big success, before they hit their six figures. Like 
I wish I could see more of the behind the scenes because I don't think it's talked about enough mm-hmm. how much of a struggle it is to show up even when the results aren't happening or even when the clients aren't signing or even when you've invested so much money and nothing nothing's coming from it, right? That is the secret sauce I think that most people want to see. And that's why not, not many people want to keep going or not many people want to try again. Would you, would you agree? hundred <laughs> percent. Before yeah. I even think about investing in a coach, I need to know their story. Yeah. I need to know why, why they got successful. Of course, like you see, they create these amazing results for you and they've had so much success. And like you said, they're making six figures and that's amazing. But what's real to me is knowing how you got to that point. I want to know, just like you said, what, how did you get through the hard times? Tell me about the hard times. Like (laughs) for me, I really struggle with something in my business and I'm questioning about, you know, questioning a launch or pricing or like the littlest things. And I get into this like stressful spiral. I want to know like how have other people gotten past this? Exactly. So take me back to where you were, Emma. Yeah. Take me back to a point in your story that you felt like maybe you had sort of hit rock bottom and doesn't have to be the worst, like devastating part of your life. But in a way, maybe it was because it kicked you into gear to change your life and to really go for the things that were on your heart. And maybe that gut pull that was like, I can do better. I made for more. Like, let me see what I can do and let me see how I can really change my situation and change my life Um, with some background of like how you grew up and maybe some of the little parts of your story that sort of conspired into this like momentum, you would say. I am one of those people that like stuff happens. Everyone goes through struggles and I've been very like, it's in my personality to not sulk in that and pivot and move on. And of course, like I'm a human, I feel those emotions really strongly. And I I go through those struggles just like anyone would, but I'm also the type of person that can get past something um, and learn from it and grow from it. Um, that's always how I've been. And I'm, I'm really glad that that's just, I know that's not the way that, that a lot of people are. Um, so that's, what's really helped me, but loving parents, I have two younger siblings that I'm really close with. And then the stock market crash hit in 2008 and we lost everything. Um, my dad built a business. I'm very much an entrepreneur at heart. My dad, it's in my blood. My dad had a, a very successful business right after he graduated college. He became a multimillionaire very quickly. And a few years later, lo- we lost everything. Absolutely everything. We sold our house. We sold, we had to get rid of everything. Um, and we were the type of family to, to see the value in each other and always know that we're all healthy. This situation really sucks. And it's really unfortunate that a lot of things are going to change, but we have each other and that's all we could ask for. Um, So my life completely changed um, from then on, but we didn't have much after that, but we had each other and that was more than enough. And my mom still to this day, she says, I'm, I was way happier when we had less 
than when we had everything. So that was one of the biggest things that made me, I was 11 years old (laughs) when that (laughs) happened. Um, And I was the big sister and I was the one, you know, guiding my siblings through every really difficult part of this change in our lives. It made me realize that like, there's so much more to life than making the most money or materialistic things. And I think that's why I love traveling so much is because yes, you have to save up to travel, but there's, there's so many experiences that you can gain from it. Um, and I think that was a moment in my life that really shaped me to who I am. So you ended up going to school, right? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. So went off to college, um, on student loans and I quickly realized how big this world is many opportunities that you can take in this world. And for a while I was really, when I was younger, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, (laughs) I wasn't that type of person that was just like, I want to do this and I'm going to go to school for this. I just kind of went with emotions and, and tried to figure it out, but I was really stressed about, you know, what to do with my life. Um, and then went to school, started taking a bunch of different classes, experimenting with what stood out to me. And I love travel and I really loved healthcare. Um, so that's why I studied abroad, um, all on student loans, which I'm still paying off. <laughs> um, but you know, we, we make things happen for what yeah. we really want to do. I had this idea, this seed planted in my head that I want to do something in healthcare. I don't know why, but I really want to do something in healthcare. I think a lot of it was because my family, I have a bunch of nurses in my family. My grandpa, who was basically like my second dad, he was a pediatrician and he just had this very fulfilling, successful career. And as a kid, you kind of see what the adults around you are doing and you think, okay, this is, so I kind of followed that idea of maybe trying healthcare And that's what led me to potentially going into nursing and trying to figure that out. But I I couldn't afford nursing school after college. There was no chance I could do that. Um, Ended up getting a sales job halfway through my senior year of college. So they set me up to start that right when I graduated college. And I started the week after I graduated. Did not take any, did not take a second to (laughs) enjoy the grad life. I've always been that person that like, I work really hard. And I want to be able to support myself still having this drive of healthcare. Because you, mm-hmm. but you, you became like a recruiter, right? You weren't a nurse ever. Mm-mm. No, it was always a dream to go into nursing, but that just financially didn't make sense for me. So I did recruiting and fell in love with it, fell in love with helping people get jobs. But I wanted to use my, my passion for working with people and being in sales with something in healthcare to improve the lives of others. Mm. So what has your medical career really transformed into? I mean, obviously we know you're a coach, right? You're an online coach that helps people break into the medical sales career. Take us through that journey. So I graduated college and I started working in, um, at a staffing company and I was a broke college grad, just, you know, learning corporate and just kind of diving headfirst into having my first job out of college. Um, and I really loved it and it was the best first job out of college I could ever ask for. But like I said, there was just this piece that was missing and my grandfather, he ended up passing away in 2021 and that really, really hit me hard. 
so I lost my grandfather in 2021 and it kind of made me realize how short life is and how quickly it can be taken from you without much notice at all. So that's what made me decide I'm just going to, I want to be in something in the medical field. And I had learned about medical sales from a few people and I thought, okay, this is it. I am not wasting another second. I want to get into medical sales. So my journey was freaking hard. <laughs> I And this is why I'm so passionate about teaching other people about it um, is because I, I really struggled. Um, anyone who's tried to get into the medical sales industry knows that it's like, feels impossible, but I really struggled. I was in the top two candidates twice and literal dream companies. I was so excited about them. They were women's health companies. It was, it was really specific. There's not a lot of women's health companies out there and I didn't get the job twice. And I was really struggling with like my purpose and feeling like maybe this isn't right for me, but not knowing what was going to be right for me, but I just kept going. Like, like I said, I'm the type of person that struggles, of course, but then I just pick up and I keep going. I pivot. I learn from mistakes. I learn from things that happen that are out of our control and I move on. And over a year into it, I ended up getting a medical sales job. When I landed this job in medical sales, it was actually almost a year ago today. Everything clicked for me and made me realize, yep, this is my purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. When you speak about purpose, I'd love for you to sort of decipher that moment, that it factor moment. What did it mean for you to find your purpose? Most of us, most of the world is, say, working a really decent job or working a job that pays well, or maybe they're hustling between all these different jobs, trying to figure out like what really fulfills me, what really lights me up, what really inspires me, what you know, and, and I think a lot of us chase the money, right? Like we chase the money because we think that's going to satisfy our temporary unfulfillment, the underlying issues of like what we really want to be made for and what we really want to be here for, what we really want to be doing. Clearly you can see I went through this for many, many years, which is why I love, I love talking about purpose so much because it's, it, I think purpose is even bigger than your passion because you can have a passion or you can feel like you've lost your passions, right? Like a passion is like a spark. It's like that. It's a, it's a kick boost to get you in the right direction. And it's that fuel to the fire. Right. But I like to think that when the fire is lit, the purpose is right in front of you, right? It's what gives you that, that life meaning, um, that vision behind what you're doing, even when the fire burns out. Your passion can be part of your purpose. Yeah. But it's it's not your purpose. It's not the same thing. And I think that's the really cool thing about like trial and error and doing like going through those motions that you went through and going through the motions that I went through. Like you learn something about every single thing you try and every step you take. And at least you're trying, at least you're going out there. Cause a lot of people can get stuck in this cycle of knowing that they're meant for more, but not actually going for it because it's scary and you don't know. And we don't like the unknowns. Us as humans, we hate the unknowns. And taking risks is really scary. But what's on the other side of risks could be something that changes your entire life. For me, I feel like every moment in my career, honestly, in my entire life, from when I was really 
capital has led to me being here. And I don't really have like some magical deep answer, like the key to the <laughs> what what it is, but I just, you just know, you just know yeah. when you reach your purpose and you just feel kind of like this sense of contentment almost when you do land your dream yeah. career and you do feel aligned to your purpose. You can find something you love about every little twist and turn and your previous positions and the lessons that you've learned in your life until you you land that one and you find that purpose that fuses everything you want you know even your mom saying like she felt more at peace and more happy with less than than more right and I think speaking about like money mindset and like pretty much conditioned to revolve our purpose around money right like when we get out of school like they're training us this whole part of our childhoods to just work for money your purpose is to wake up and work for money work the job even if you're miserable even if you know all of these excuses that sort of lag a lot of our true qualities of life your purpose starts to kind of unravel when you realize no matter how much money you're making that there's more to life than just money and mm-hmm. I think people get perhaps confused with, okay, well, if it's not about money, how am I supposed to make money? Because Mm -hmm. there's that sort of twisted belief there where it's like, well, I I need to make money, but how Mm -hmm. can I actually enjoy what I do without putting so much pressure on needing more and more and more? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen this multiple times in my life, actually, with my family having everything and then losing everything. And I also saw it with me in my job out of college I, I saw success very early on in my career and I was making really good money, but that didn't matter to me. Mm. At the end of the day, I found myself, like you said, chasing that paycheck. And that's what made me realize that maybe if this is what is keeping me going in this job, maybe this isn't right for me. When I got this, this current job I'm in, I took a huge pay cut and it was really hard to think about, but for me, like when when we follow our purpose and our passions it's hard to say this with you know like people are going to think okay you're just saying this but truly when you do follow those like the money does come and you make you figure it out you mm-hmm. make it work i've seen so many people go through this and you know i'm i'm always going to have this business this is always going to be a part of me because i just am really passionate about it and mm-hmm. of course like money does come with it but it's, it's not the conventional path <laughs> that people take. It's not the, the you know, like go out and, and get a corporate job and just work 20 years in that corporate job. It's, I like this, I'm following this. I like this, I'm following this. And then I figure it out. I make it work. And, and that's means so much more to me than the money, because like I said, the money will come. It's like, you hear that quote where it's like, there's someone less qualified than you doing what you want to be doing just because they believed in themselves enough. Yeah. And that fucked me up when I heard that. Yes, it's very, it's so true. Like, yeah. Especially right now in this, it's such a great time to explore different opportunities and like the online world and, you know, like quote unquote making money online and all that stuff. Like, whatever you're passionate about, there's something that you can do with it. Speaking of passions, because I remember. I was always very, very multi-passionate and I'm still very multi-passionate. I have so many ideas that sometimes I'm like, 
how do I focus on one thing, you know, because I was always very creative and I've seen those, you know, videos out there where it's like creative people internally are like always struggling in like corporate jobs because they feel like they have to, you know, work a corporate job when they'd really much be fulfilling those creative desires where maybe they do want to start a business. Maybe they do want to make art. Maybe they do want to write a book, whatever it is. Right. How do you, how do you find your passion and, and your perspective someone that is struggling to find their passions, what would be the first step to really unblocking those? A hundred percent. I think the first step is just to recognize that you're not happy. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, I think a lot of people get stuck in this cycle of like, I don't need that. I don't need to worry about that. But when you realize, okay, something needs to change. That is a really big first step. I, I think taking inventory of what, makes you who you are to your core is going to be really helpful for you. And I know that sounds like very simple, but like genuinely think what are your values outside of a career? Like take, take every thought of a career, a job, work, corporate, take all of that out. Like what are your personal values in your life? Like what do you want to have accomplished personally and figure out what really is important to you? And then finding something, a career, a purpose that parallels to those core values of yours. And you know, you just know, like, you know, you're in the right place that brings out the absolute best in you when that, this path that you're paving for yourself aligns with like what, what your heart desires. (laughs) That's really cheesy, but (laughs) it's true. (laughs) It's simple, you know, it's so simple to really think about because I think a lot of the times when people lose their passions, me in corporate three years ago, same thing. I kept saying, oh, I lost my passions. I don't know what I like to do. I don't know what I love. Like my passions wouldn't even make me money if I were to even really dive into them. Like I was always a heart led writer. I I actually published a book when I was 18 And that was my greatest accomplishment in life, which was a a book about poetry, about my personal life experiences and like things that made me me. And it, I saw this whole funnel of like what could have happened from such a young age, but then life sort of threw a bunch of curveballs at me. And then I fell down the corporate path and I realized like all of those years I would, I would sit up for hours and hours and hours on end wondering, am I ever going to get that girl back? Am I ever going to find my passions again? But I lived by the story that like, it wouldn't make me money, right? Like it, it, it it's not worth it. Like, I don't even have, I don't, what would I even write about? My life is boring, right? Like all of these things. And which is why you said, first thing there, 100% is making a change, like doing an identity shift and like realigning your core, core values. I don't think many people know that much about core values, or maybe they write them on a piece of paper, but they don't actually sit down and like really visualize what that would mean to them. If they were to take the leap on those feelings that align with, with a vision of what they truly want. It's so true. It is really going back to the basics. And I think just overall, and this is something I preach all the time in coaching calls is that we overcomplicate everything. We are human beings. We overthink, we overcomplicate. We're just, we're very complex beings. 
But what I challenge my clients a lot is to how does their personal experience align with the job description? Make Mm -hmm. it really simple. Like put the job description right in front of you and write out ways that your experience aligns with each of those bullet points. And the reason why I do exercises like that, and there's so many other ones that I do, is because we overcomplicate everything. We cloud so much of our thoughts and our judgments because we overthink and we spiral and that's normal. We have limiting beliefs. They're always going to come. But when you can like genuinely take a step back and think like, what makes me happy? Genuinely, what makes me happy? Then without like spiraling into this big thing, like what's the first thing that comes into your mind? then it's going to make it a lot less overwhelming for you. And it's going to make it a lot more realistic for you to make come to life. That's where the purpose piece comes in. Like having like that vision and having that, that sort of intuitive push, you know, of having those values in order so that you're not just throwing spaghetti to the wall. Like you're truly acting within a align alignment. Yeah, totally. And it can feel really scary. Of course, like you said, like without the thinking that money comes along with it, but it will just try different things, do things that make you happy and something is going to stick. Going back to that quote, like it's so true. Like you have to believe in yourself enough. And I think a lot of people get stuck in their traps because they think it's some sort of life circumstance that's out of their control. Totally. Yeah. It is the perspective that you put on things and, and how you take the things that happen in your life and how you pivot and how you get creative. And it's a lot, it can feel really <laughs> overwhelming sometimes. Like it, it is a lot, but I, I think like, I, I have a very niche career. I'm a medical sales rep and medical sales career coach. Like Mm-hmm. that is so random but it's because I kept following my passions and I kept I tried a lot of things I went into I thought I was going to major in hospitality and tourism and then I thought I was going to major in psychology and become a therapist and then like <laughs> I did all of these different things and it's because I tried because I took the classes and I went for it and I did that inventory and I listened to my intuition until I just started to create all of these different opportunities for myself that just felt right and that made me happy yeah and I know your path is not conventional either and that's that's okay I know it's 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 tough in our generation because it's we're so consumed with so many options that it's hard to choose one and I think for me I, I very much it's so funny because I sort of went through this identity crisis this year because I thought that I was so obsessed with getting to the top that I forgot about really pouring into myself and like my own quality of life throughout that uphill battle. I sort of had to detach from this version of me that I thought was the only, to be quite honest, which is why I had to take a lot of time this year to really sit with myself and and ask like, who really am I? Like outside of my business, outside of my job outside of the money I make. And we have to really check in with ourselves, I think for sure, because when we get too caught up, perhaps in the pursuing, it's sometimes we have to really pour back into why we started in the first place. And to me, that is purpose. To me, it's it's coming back home to yourself, 
making sure those beliefs are in order and that you're doing it in aligned state and you're doing it because it feels good. You're not doing it because you should. And that's a big, big thing for me is like, I no longer want to tolerate things that don't feel good to me, whether it is a job or whether it is a, a way I'm doing business or whether it is a way someone else is telling me to do something. Words of wisdom right there. <laughs> um, but it's true. And it takes us, it takes you back to like, you want to see the struggles that people go through because people can tell you, do this, do that, try that, like try this thing, try that thing. And it's because that's what worked for them, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It's what makes us human. Mm-hmm. Like these, these struggles and these difficult times and these realizations that we have that don't feel great as you're getting to that <laughs> realization. But once you do, it's, it's like, okay, every moment in my life has led up to me coming to this conclusion that this is where, this is the path that I should be heading in. Sort of that piece where you said checking in with like the personal values and coming back to the introspective piece, I think is, is so important because like you said, your career is, is parallel to your values is parallel to what you love about yourself and, and how you see yourself and, and what, what, yeah, like what you admire about yourself, like your best qualities, your best skills, your best ideas. I think those are very underrated because we sort of shove them down. Right. Or we deem them as like unrealistic. So something that I actually went through this year, I sort of told myself is like, I always was, I put so much pressure on myself to be like one thing, but as I think as someone as very multi-passionate and has a lot of ideas and a lot of creative downloads and a lot of directions that I could take, um, it's coming to that place of, of realizing like in terms of identity, like outside of your career as someone who is very career driven and like all of this stuff. Um, if, if someone's listening to this is understanding that like, you don't have to be defined by one path or one thing, like your identity is so extraordinary, like outside of the things you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having that, fulfillment piece of like internal like knowing of like who you are which inspires like the actions and the moves and the steps that bring you to that dream career or that dream business or the dream success dream life you would say oh I love it yeah and what kind of is brought like brought up in my mind is in our personal lives, we spend time with those who make us feel good. The The people that you love the most in your life, they make you feel good for the most part. Like but you choose the people that bring out the best in you. You choose the people that make you feel powerful and funny and witty and just bring out those qualities in you that you, you fall in love with and spend time with yourself and make like, make yourself feel good. And then in turn too, you can find that you want to find a career that when you spend time with it, it makes you feel good. It brings out those, those amazing features of who you are. Um, and being that outstanding, creative, unique person, or else you will resent it. Releasing the instant gratification, I think is huge for most people. Cause they're like, well, I just need the job or I just need to know what it is instead of really doing the inner work, I think is required. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, required. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. You absolutely yeah. have to do it. <laughs> and of um, course, like if if you need a job and that's that's just the way that it is for now, like do what you need to do, but then work on what fulfills you because this is your life. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> and like releasing the pressure of like only doing it for the money. I think that would be a huge message I would tell to like my younger self is to stop looking at the money as like the only solution to what you could possibly love um, in life because it only drew, drew, drew her down more of a rabbit hole of like needing to actually make harder decisions because yeah, like she, she was making good money and then she, she had to give it up. And like you said, take a big pay cut into something that was a less traveled path. It's easier to just trust that the money will come when you are actually in full believability of, of what you love, like having that true purpose that gives Mm -hmm. you the certainty, right? Not just the proof, but the certainty within your gut that if someone else can do it, like, I think that was like the number one thing for me. Like if, if I see someone else do it, if I see everyone else on the social media, living their dream life, there's no freaking way I can't do it. I can't do it. Yep. You know, like what's really the problem here? Me and the stories I'm telling myself (laughs) or is it society having it easier than me? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy for anyone to make a change. Social media is a highlight reel. We all see everyone living their dream lives, but we don't see what what they did to get to that. So oh. that's I just want to validate that too to anybody listening. Like things were not fine and dandy for everybody. Like <laughs> things are not fine and dandy. Like they've everyone's been through something and a twist and a turn and a a challenge and some more challenges than others but it doesn't mean that you can't get to that point in your life too Mm -hmm. my I started as a career coach to help people find their purpose and then I kind of slowly started to pivot into medical sales because there was just such a need for that and so many people were coming to me for the strategy side of things so that is something that I work a lot with my clients on is the strategy piece but a huge part of it is just reminding them that every single person has had someone take a chance on them. Like when people come to me, they're struggling, they're stressed out. They don't know which direction to turn. They think that there's no other options out there. They just don't know what else to do. It's, it's just reminding them that like every single person has, has had to find just in terms of getting into a specific company, like you just need to find someone to take a chance on you. It's all about like the people that you build these relationships with. And you just need to find one person that says, I see this potential in you and I'm giving you this chance. That's what's been a really big thing to work on is just like those limiting beliefs that that come up for them as they're going through this process. Because like I said, the strategy is like where I really come in and and why people come to me but there's also just so much more to that if you're not a hundred percent like sure of yourself then you're gonna go you're gonna feel really unmotivated you're gonna be really like you're gonna be feeling lost so always like working on that mindset piece too is just it's so important and you need it Mm -hmm. 
80% mindset, right? 20% strategy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause like, even with the strategy, everything you do, there's a mindset piece that comes along with it. Like yeah. mind, it really is everywhere. It really is like everything. <laughs> there's anything else you'd love to talk about if you have anything going on in your business in terms of promotions giveaways coaching feel free to drop it in the episode um is there anything that you'd like to share surprised if like zero people in your audience are like trying to get into medical sales because it's very specific um but a lot of what I post is about the mindset piece and it is about just overall finding a career that that you love and that makes the most sense to you. But if there is anyone, I, before doing medical sales career coaching, I was a technical recruiter. So I had almost four years of experience doing that. So I've looked at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of resumes. So if anybody listening just wants someone's eyes on their resume and to revamp their resume, I, I do offer resume revamps. Um, so I would love to help anyone that feels like they need an extra set of expert eyes on their resume to help them land their dream job. Awesome. Oh my goodness. That's such a huge like pro to like landing a job. Oh my God. The resumes, those give me so much anxiety every time I had to do them. It is truly the gatekeeper. And that's why I like to do it is because one, it's not the most glamorous thing. And I know a lot of people don't enjoy doing it. So that at least... I know that I can help relieve that from someone. Um, and two, like the the market and optimization of resumes is constantly changing. There's a chance that you're missing some really key parts of resumes that um, are newer to the world. Like applicant tracking systems are a whole beast in itself. Um, and you have to have your resume optimized for those. So it's no wonder why people are struggling with jobs nowadays is because it's like, they, they, I feel like everyone I know has, has struggled with like finding a really good job mm-hmm. and um, maybe it is because of the resume because nobody's, but it's, it's also sad too. Cause like, like the, the people in the job won't interview you unless you have like a good piece of paper that describes yeah. you well. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and there was a statistic that recently came out that said 75% of resumes don't make it past the applicant tracking system. So most wow. resumes that you, that people submit don't even make it in the hands of a real person. So that statistic just drives me insane. <laughs> and I think yeah. everyone has a chance to interview with a company that they're really excited about. So that's what I'm here for is to bridge that gap and provide that knowledge and that service that's going to get them their dream job. Well, I will definitely link your links down below so everyone can go take a look um, to level their career and resume with Emma. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> she is your go-to for sure. 